You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Folks, back for another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. We're coming off a loss, and it doesn't feel good. We are one game away from elimination. After a lot of things went right in Game 4, a lot of things went wrong in Game 5. Not a surprising result. I kind of felt a loss coming because of the way that the series has gone, but it was certainly a piss-poor effort. I'm, I'm disappointed in the effort that we saw in that game, but I'm a little bit more disappointed because it felt like that game got taken out of our hands so fucking quickly with two terrible calls in the first period, put us into an immediate hole. Guys, are we panicking? Are we? How do we feel going into tonight's game, game six at home? Can, can we do this? I think we can. Uh, we proved it in game three and four that Cassidy can take full advantage of the home final change. Obviously, the performance of Game 5 wasn't really much to bolster confidence, for sure, because, man, Carolina, when they when they are on their game, they just swarm. But the Bruins have proved throughout the balance of this series that they can mitigate that they, they can mitigate that. They can mitigate that over the course of 60 minutes. Um, I'm feeling nervous, but strangely confident. Even though, should I, Ian? What do you think? I mean, everyone has to be nervous, right? There's no way. There's no way around that. We can't not be nervous. It's an elimination game, but elimination games happen. This is hockey. It's again. This is. I make this comparison all the time. It's not the NBA where the favorites very often cruise through, especially in the first round, and just manhandle their opponent. Like mm-hmm. we are the underdog. We knew it was going to be a hard fought series. We, it was very likely there's going to be an elimination game in this. You got to be nervous, but we've shown we can win at home with the way that this series has been refereed. We should have an advantage at home. We can get our top dogs away from the stall line at home. I mean, that's a winnable game, right? I mean, you win that game and then you give yourself a game seven at PNC Arena, that's going to be extremely hard to win. But at that point, it's one game, man. Yeah. And anybody can win. If you could throw the Arizona Coyotes out there, they might win that game, you know? Exactly. It's a one game. If, if you can pull tonight off, it's a one game series. It's a yeah. winner take all. I don't want to act like tonight is a foregone conclusion. Do I feel confident? I feel more confident than the negative about tonight. But going back for game seven, it's a coin flip. But it is a coin flip in the wind because we have gotten worse as this, as this series has gone. It's a weighted coin, and all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, rant, Ranta, Ranta, whatever the fuck you want to call him, <laughs> it's I, I'm I'm nervous that he's going to walk into 
tonight as well as potentially game seven with more confidence than he should have. This is kind of one of the bigger storylines that not a lot of people are talking about. We thought that this was going to be part of the, the weak link for them in goal without Anderson and he's doing okay. Mm-hmm. That makes me a little bit nervous. You don't want a goaltender to have maximum confidence. We had Swayman looking very confident until game five on the road, and he got beat up a little bit. That squeaker, yeah. when that that trickled through, that was – you don't want to say this with the benefit of hindsight, but you kind of do. That, man, it really felt like the game was not over, but close to it. At that one, that one doesn't bother me nearly as much as the two power play goals that came after it. Mm, okay, that's fair. Sure, as far as you're ta- saying, game-changing. Uh, this is why I didn't like the Slavin goal that he gave up in Game 3. Yeah. It's because very... you basically, that's how he ended his game, basically. Yeah. Is, wow, I let him a massive softy in the f- right away. Jeez, uh, I couldn't. That, that goal he had so much of, you can't allow it. That's just not championship-level goaltending. No. And look, he's a rookie, and, and I'm not sitting here saying, well, that's the whole career for this guy. But that's a brutal goal to give up, especially when the team is playing evenly. It bothered me because Berge, the Bergeron line was getting chances against the stall line early in that game. It was, it was the same process of games one and two. First, maybe five to seven minutes, Bruins controlled play. And then... They just fucking, and then that happens and it's just downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to Thomas's point on the Ranta stuff, look, I thought very early in the game, he was very good. And then I thought we didn't really do anything, maybe one or two decent saves throughout the game, but shit. Point win. blank yeah. Marshawn chance that he stopped. That, that was that huge. Hurt. That hurt so bad. Keeps yes. the game, keeps them up in the lead. It's it's midway through the first. And you're like, yeah, that's really impressive. Second and third, we didn't do nearly enough. We did not test him anywhere yeah. close to that one. That was, that one yeah, that, that was kind of my point. After that shot, can you remember one prime scoring chance other yeah. than the Clifton goal? And the Clifton goal was still a, I'm just going to hammer it at this guy and hope it goes in. Yeah. <laughs> like that wasn't right. even the right. right. Oh, it was brutal. a tremendous amount of speed coming down the wall, but... Yeah. And it was yeah. so clearly the Canes had taken their foot off the gas at that point. It was so mm-hmm. obviously yeah. like they're like, this is over, man. And Brindamore's going nuts after that goes in, gets the team locked back in. But fuck, that game was brutal for everybody. Yep. Yeah. Like, there's no one I can sit here and be like, you escaped that game unscathed. Everyone's getting the side eye from, from Cassidy in that locker room. Everybody. Everyone. Uh, Tomas Noshik was thrown into the leopard pit. That was crazy. He played <laughs> half the game, maybe. He played, you know what his final time on ice was? Six minutes, get, something. Very close. Thomas, you want to take a guess? I think it was like five and a half, wasn't it? A little more, but little not more. by much. 7.09. Jesus. And to be fair, I think Wags only got almost, what, nine-ish minutes? Like, we barely used the fourth line. Yeah. 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 We barely like we, we're kind of jumping around right now. We well, but. we are, and we, it's. I mean, it's we we kind of have to at this point because it's like it's. There's so much that's going into what's going on in the series so far. Yeah. So to answer my original question, yes, we're fucking panicking. <laughs> just, just that's a, why we're panicking. We're panicking. We're jumping around. You have to be nervous. You have to be. We got our asses kicked. And let's be honest about something: the Carolina Hurricanes have been the better team the majority of the series. They deserve this. 
lead. Yep. Even they with do. the two games we won, they were the better team for a good portion of those, both of those games. Hmm. Right. And then we were also the better team for portions of those games. So, you know, I don't know. Say something nice about us. I don't know. Uh, I just, they should, I call some, should I call someone to see word again? Like what should I do here? I don't know. Clearly that, clearly that was a bad work. luck charm. Yeah. Thanks. That did not work at all. <laughs> no, I actually was kind of proven right on game four, but we'll get that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, my biggest thing with, and why this is a nightmare in a lot of ways for a lot of people. So no sick gets benched for half the game. The fourth line barely gets used. And by the start of the second period, Cassidy puts every line in a blender. Mm. And no one, no one had chemistry throughout that game. It was abhorrent what they were trying to do. I think, and I wonder what you guys' opinion on this is, did Cassidy fucking panic? I, I, th- I think there is a there is definitely an argument to be made that he turned it into an overwrought mess when he didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, when Curtis Lazar is centering your second line, there's an issue. I love Curtis Lazar. Mm-hmm. He's not That's a not where he belongs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Double shifting Pasternak for a large portion of the second. What was that about? Double shifting David Pasternak for a large portion of the period of the long change. Like I, <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand what happened. I didn't get any injury news. I didn't get anyone who was suffering with anything, equipment failures. No, it was just let's double shift our best scorer, which I get it. You're trying to put it together as an offense, but there's no steady stream of pressure. It's three guys frantically trying to move the puck up the ice. I think this is the worst coaching job we've seen from Cassidy in the playoffs. That two periods right there, the second and the third, that is the most frantic I've ever seen Cassidy, ever. Yeah, name one player who seemed comfortable in the second half of that game. Uh, I can't. No, I can't. They were, they were mentally out of it. They were physically Clifton out of maybe. that game. Clifton yeah, maybe, maybe. But, but that's only but because maybe, he got but, that but, one but goal. Yeah, but that's somebody, but it's not even, well, not even the goal, but it's because, you know, he's playing, what, 14, 15 minutes. Like, he's kind of away from the maelstrom of all of the jumbling. Yeah. So, it's... I'm a huge Cassidy guy and I, I still think he's going to be, I still think he's the right coach going forward, wherever, whatever happens tonight. But man, that was, that was, that was brutal. That was absolutely brutal. And it played right. It obviously clearly played right into Brenda Moore's hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I they, will, they win the matchups when they can, right? Each yeah. home team has just been able to win their matchups. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now the, the, honestly, the, the way that the home team can roll out those lines and make those type of matchup decisions, it has affected this series quite a bit. And it definitely, definitely put Carolina at a quick advantage other than those two fucking penalties that immediately resulted in obvious fucking goals. Can There's no doubt for bar penalty for a second. That's the dumbest shit ever, dude, yeah, okay. honestly. <laughs> and, and I was still mad at that when the McAvoy penalty happened and both of them result in goals. I was, I was taken out of the game. At that point, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, talk talk to me about the four bird goal while I grab a beer. How how can someone please explain to me when you have a scuffle like that and Domi throwing the first punch? Domi threw the first punch in that scuffle. How does only four bird go off? Can someone explain to me like I'm five? It's so unfortunate that in we're a talking game, about this in such a prominent a prominent way. 
a game that the Carolina Hurricanes deserve to win is overshadowed so unbelievably by the refs being as bad as possible. Yeah. And we're well, this is kind of part of the larger note here that look, are the refs fucking soft this year? Are they scared of the home? These are guys who have done this for decades, some of them. And are they scared of the home crowd? The thing like, that's ter- what is happening. The thing that's terrifying to me about this is that it's not a situation that is unique to our series. The entire playoffs has been officiated abhorrently. And we were having the same conversation bottom. last year. Top to bottom. And it's, it's the, different times worse this year. But the difference between this year and last year is they are so whistle happy. We have had two games in this series that have had 16 total penalties. No. I mean, not even total penalties. Sorry, 16 power plays in one game. No. Nine to five. And yeah, there's a little bit of overlap there with timing and everything. 16. Do you, do you think there's an edict? Of oh, this is so clearly the league looking down and going, call the rule book the way you do in the regular season. And now they're calling it harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they've gotten softer yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. What are we doing? It's so, it's so bad. It's so bad. And, and let's get this out of the, let's get this straight. Us getting nine penalty, us getting nine power plays in game four is also an issue. Well, so here's the thing. Here's what's bothering me about all this is in game four, we had nine power plays, but every single one, including the delay of game, because you failed the goal challenge rod. uh, Every single one was a legitimate penalty. It was just very clear that they were not calling the same stuff on us. Mm-hmm. Right. So they just chose one side to like, that's absolutely you watch all nine of those. You go, OK, that is a call. I mm-hmm. just want consistency. And we're it's getting not, none of it. No, we're not getting it. And I don't I don't foresee us getting it at all in the next two games. Yeah. Which is or why we should win. To, we should win game six yeah. because if they officiate the way they have home ice advantage has been massive. Mm-hmm. But beyond the matchups, the referee has always Gone the home ice's way. I think the referees were told you have to call a stricter rule book in the playoffs this year, and they took that as well. I can't call too many on the home uh, too many on the home team, so we're just going to be these soft little babies about it and make the away team pay for it. Do you want a, an example of of how awful the officiating is and how much of a lack of a feel? For the playoffs and i'm the pittsburgh rangers game is going on right now as we're recording they started the game the rangers are at home the rangers started the game 38 seconds in on a five on three wow Fuck off that's with rare. that it's too much <laughs> it's too much officiating yeah it's i mean and that's one thing that we do need to also note like it's not just our series mm-hmm. like there has to be some sort of from above dictated fucking amount of penalties that they're calling. Like it is absolutely getting called harder. Mm-hmm. Typically special teams should not affect playoff games in the way that we are seeing. Mm-hmm. And it's not just ours, but it sure as fuck feels like it's just ours right now. Getting a power play in the playoffs should feel special. Like, Oh my God, this is huge. Yeah. But, but. now you're watching the game with your knuckles and your eyeballs going, Oh God, when's it coming? Right. And then and it's, it does. It's, 
it's undisciplined and it, it's annoying in some cases too, where it's like, well, the team's taken a lot of fucking penalties. The Bruins did take that Grizzly penalty early on. The hook. Like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. That's going to get called with the way they've been called this year. Which is, and you know what? I'm fine with that call because that call right. happens in the regular season as well. Right. That McAvoy penalty, the interference fucking shit. And then, so that this should is, never be called. That just like, one is that called? step to the right. It should never be called. called. Plus, 20 seconds later, Lazar's going around Slavin for a potential shorthanded break, and Slavin does the fucking same thing, same. but puts him into the bench. Yeah. Into yeah. the bench. And, and he's not slid on the dash. Like, you've just watched the same play twice in rapid succession, and you don't call them the same way. That is what's it's the phantom calls and the inconsistency that's actually the problem. If you're gonna call a tighter rule book, then just call it tighter for both teams, but make sure they're actual legitimate calls. The phantom holding on Tony D'Angelo with eight and a half minutes left. What the yeah. fuck was that? Yeah. Fuck Tony D'Angelo, but that was an awful call. On it was it. an awful call. And it's too little, too late, right? The makeup call, whatever you want to call it. The Martian mm-hmm. slash when he got slashed early in the third. And they offset that immediately. They, yeah. they fucking, but that was also, a, that wasn't a good call. You want to call that a slash stick work going through three guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, it's so soft of the actual calls, but the inconsistencies of it all and the phantom calls are killing me right now. And you're they, right, Andrew, they're ruining the actual enjoyment of the game. What did you say, Thomas? It's taking, it took you out. Yeah. It took me out again. Yep. Yep. And you weren't alone. Nope. I hate definitely are not alone. I hate talking about the refs. This is the like longest we've bitch. ever talked about officiating on this podcast. I think all three of us have a rule that we hate talking about officiating because it's lowest common denominator lazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, but, it, and typically it balances out. It all comes out in the wash. Yes. That's why I don't traditionally like to bitch about it, mm-hmm. but it did not feel like it came out in the wash last night. No. It no. just, it fucking didn't. It and I went back and I game. watched, I watched a good amount of the replay yeah. uh, this morning, actually. And no, it's, no. it's not, it's not okay. What happened in game five? Yeah. It's just not. Now I just want to point this out. We are not saying this is why the Bruins lost. No, no, they, they, no. they earned that not dub. But two things can be true. The officiating can be atrocious and the Bruins could have played like dog shit. It put them in a hole that they were incapable and didn't play well enough to dig out of. Didn't deserve, didn't deserve. But they shouldn't have been in that much of a hole. It could have been been a 2-1 game. Yeah, 2-0 game. They're still in that fucking game and there's a different level of compete that that team is putting out there. They got pulled out of the game the same way I got pulled out of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And you know what? There's a lot of Canes fans after game three and game four that felt like they didn't get the officiating. And yeah, I mean, sure. Right. You're having the same conversations of like, we didn't deserve to win those games, but shit, we, the refs certainly didn't make it any easier. Yeah. God, Everyone's I hope we're not, frustrated this series. Yeah. God, I hope we're not having this conversation at the end of game six. Mm-hmm. I have only had one series or I guess two, but I don't like to talk about one of them that I thought the refs decided the series. It's really just the one. And that's the Ottawa series in the second round of 2018, 17. The first round, you mean? 
Was it the first round? Yeah. The, was that the, the one where we had Tommy Cross playing defense in the playoffs? I, I literally can't remember our full squad. Yeah. And all I remember from that series is every single game. I was like, wow, the refs really just fucking gave them that one, huh? It was just such the Riley abhorrent- Nash, the Riley Nash interference. I remember a clear as day. The only time in my lifetime where I've been like, the refs actually decided that series. Hmm. I'm not saying the refs are deciding this series. I'm saying they are massively affecting it, though. Yes. I still think the right team has the lead right now. Mm-hmm. I'm with but you. Yeah, absolutely. It's 100%. just brutal to watch as far yep. as an on-ice product. Yep. And if you're a, if you're a casual fan, if you're a casual fan that's just w- watching the games just to watch a little bit of hockey, y- y- you must be like, "What the? F- what, yeah, what bet is you're this? fucking confused. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck is this? And I, what, what I the sent rules? that out. Yeah, I I put that out. I was like, all the bandwagon Canes fans that just started watching hockey within the last fucking seventy two hours, are probably <laughs> thinking this is normal. This is how you call a hockey game, and that's just not the case. That's you can't grow the game by calling it this bad because there is not a traditional hockey fan watching any of these playoff games who are comfortable with the way these games are being called. Yeah. The yeah. hurricanes set themselves up with that fucking what the goalie interference retweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. I, I will not get over that. My, my, my fucking Kaniac buddy was sitting there going, Oh no. Just the term Kaniac right there. It makes, it's just cringy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. I, they have their little thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, every fan up. base has their cringy bullshit. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, sure. So but fuck the canes. Yep. Fuck the canes, dude. <laughs> I do. Um, I want to mention, and you already mentioned it earlier, the game five, what really disappointed me more than anything, as far as actual play on the ice, what really bummed me out was no energy ever really happened. Yep. And we, there's so much ammo and fuel. And this is kind of series wide on this. Sweeney is watching this series going, I really thought I bolstered the bottom nine. No sick. I really liked uh, Felino. We liked the signing when it happened. We did. I just, he thought he made some good, clever signings of people like the Smith signing. And our bottom nine hasn't done shit. No, no, it is brutal. And I think the fourth line has taken a lot of defensive reps, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of pain coming from that front office right now going, guys, fuck, please. We are going to get crucified for this. If this is the way we go out. Yeah. And if this is the way they go out, Don Sweeney doesn't have a contract. It really might. This series, if that's the way to go out, it could decide how that goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are all, we all kind of like, we're good with Sweeney. Yeah. None of us dislike him to a certain level, right? We're not like the Sweeney haters. No. I, yeah. I haven't been the biggest fan. You'll remember me after the trade deadline saying something about something. But <laughs> at a certain point, you do got to look at this and be like, dude, this is super on you if the bottom nine isn't doing anything. Yeah, right. I think it also falls on Cassidy, too. He has to take some of the blame. He's he well. There's a chance that he takes it more than we're thinking. If if there's a repeat of Game Five in Game Six, like obviously at home, and that's how the season ends, Cassidy's job is probably more on the line than it's ever been at this point in his in his Bruins tenure. He does have one more year left on his deal. He does, but I mean, those two are kind of hand in hand right now. Mm-hmm. If Sweeney isn't here next year, what's the Sweeney, chances that Cassidy is? Yeah, Cassidy is Sweeney's guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's there's a chance that we see major major changes in this organization if Game Six goes like Game Five. Yeah, and we're not being doomers. This is just a conversation no. that has to happen. No, exactly, exactly. We got all I'm, off season to talk about that, but I'm not ready to be in the off season. No, we're, we are recording <laughs> this while the, while we are still alive. So, do you? We still have just as good of a shot as anything to to put, pull this to seven. Yep. Yeah, I had this dream last night. Literally a dream. Like this happened in my brain while I was sleeping. That's what a dream is, folks. Something happened in your brain? <laughs> yeah, that's even rarer. It never happens yes. when I'm awake, though, for some reason. <laughs> so this thing happened where, for some reason, I was having this conversation with you guys in the dream. Oh, you dream about saying, us. How sweet. Look, either either Tampa or Boston is coming back to force game seven. One of them's going to do it. Yep. And uh, I woke up being like, oh, God, both these series are ended in six, aren't they? <laughs> I felt like I fucked us so badly with that. Ian, I'm going to fly to South Carolina and choke you out if we get game six. (laughs) Okay, that's that's pretty fair. I'm in a choking. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, That that came out more. Speaking of choking, does anybody want to uh, add anything to uh, Frederick at this point? Are we going to see him in game six or seven? 100% he's in next game. There's no way he's not. 0% he's in next game. Whoa! Uh-uh. I, I I really don't think so. I really don't think so. I think if they make a change on the left side, it's going to be Anton Bleed. Okay. I think Frederick. I think Frederick kind of jumped in the box and sealed it for this series at least. Because interesting. If we are in, if we are in a situation like this, I know it's kind of, it's got to be all hands on deck, but it's all hands on deck. And man, oh man, with how this series is being called, you got to play your most intelligent hockey. Can you count on Trent Frederick to do that? I can count on Anton Bleed to do that a hell of a lot more. If he's going to play in either one of these games, it's going to be tonight. Yeah. He's not playing on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's pretend for a second that no sick is absolutely out. The cast is so mad. That he takes Nozick out. I would, love to know, I would love to know what he saw to make him go, no, you, nope, nope. I haven't nope. been able to figure it out either. Like, Nozick yep. wasn't good, but looking at the whole team, I was like, wait, what Maybe is he doing it. worse? Nozick wasn't. Like, he wasn't. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, but say Nozick gets pulled out, and you're saying Bleed gets put in, Lazar moves over to the middle, everything gets shuffled, da 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 da, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if they also took out one other guy? that I can't see our season potentially end with him on the ice. Foligno? Foligno. I can't do it. Yeah. He's such, yes, he's good defensively. Do you remember when he intercepted that pass for DeBrus because he's streaking through into the slot? And Foligno is right on the angle with Ranta, like right on the post. And of course, I can't blame Foligno on this, but he grabbed a heater of a pass to just shove it into Ranta's fucking pads. And I was like, mm-hmm. that was your play, dude? He is such a if you want a micro if you factor. want a microcosm of Nick Foligno's season on that end of the ice. <laughs> oh my god! And it's every time he's on the boards controlling the puck, and he, he does this thing like Coyle does, where he'll hold the puck for a little while sometimes, mm-hmm. and you're just waiting for he's him. He's not to bad sp- at that. He's not he's bad. He's not until yeah. the time he makes the decision in which he skated himself into the wall close enough or into a corner and then just throws it down the boards and every defense at this point knows, Oh, I'll just park one guy over here. He's going to get a free pass from Felino. Mm-hmm. happens a hundred times out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. I can't watch 
a game, a season on the line game with that guy on the ice anymore. I can't do it. And the fact that he has more years on his fucking deal, I am so over Felino. I am officially a Felino hater until he's no longer wearing black and gold. I can't stand seeing him on the ice. His buyout's only going to cost $1.8 million if we decide do it, to do it. In a heartbeat, do I it. That, I think if it's that low, it's going to happen at the end of this year. I wouldn't be surprised. Defensively, he's so good, by the way. Yeah, so no, good. he's great. He's great. If you could do, if you could do like just, just defense, just be like, whenever, the, whenever our team gets the puck, Foligno goes off the ice. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He's such a disaster, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the other guy I would take out. And I would, I would prop Freddie in. He's played with the team a lot. We need to go back to that third line with the coil, Freddie Smith, see if they can jumpstart something again. I can and, see that logic. I can. Yeah. But I see why you're also like, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And once again, because because we, we, we have a wide swath of listeners, I don't hate Trent Frederick. <laughs> I we liked him a lot a couple weeks ago because he was playing his best hockey in a Bruins uniform, period. Yes. yes. But he has yes. fallen yes. off a cliff the last couple of days that he's gotten actually out on the ice. He's in the doghouse with for good reason and even the most hardened or an ardent fucking uh, trent supporters know that he's he's fucking up right now yeah and that if he gets out on the ice it's with such a short leash my fear is he gets out there and he plays timid he plays trying to not make a penalty oh. and that is going to change the way he actually plays the game two twirls and out like like last year like last year lost dog shifts it's going to come back real fucking right. quick. Yep. That's a good point. That is so a that, good That point. part scares me. He has to be able to play his game. The problem is his game is... It's interference easily, is 70 it's, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, Apparently. But With the way they're calling interference, yeah, maybe he shouldn't go back and yeah. shit. <laughs> but on the positive side, Lindholm should be back. Yes. Oh, huge. That's a problem. He's okay. If yeah. he's okay. Yeah. Huge. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and say that if they're marching him out there, if he's practicing on these lines and, and they're saying he's traveling and et cetera, et cetera, he should be good to go. Mm. We'll see how he, how he is at the end of the second period. Cause we've seen that before somebody comes back and then all of a sudden their minutes go way down because they don't feel right. So that's something to obviously watch. But mm. if we do get even 95% of him back, huge huge addition to this lineup that we've been missing for a couple of games now yeah he was having an excellent series before he went out he was um i mean he was we were getting trounced but yeah but he was he was good he, he was, was good. good he was one of the good ones yeah. god but, this series has been so night and day hasn't it uh, it really has it really has but here's the sixty-four thousand dollar question who sits mike riley or Matt Grizzlick, who has taken a beating on the Can you even imagine today. asking that two weeks ago? Can yeah. you even imagine asking nope. that? Nope. Nope. I, uh, this series has been so bad. And the Islanders series for him was so bad that I'm starting to waver on my, my, I love Grizzlick as a top elite defenseman to take. Like I am wavering on that because I two heavy Matt teams in a row have fucking crushed him. 
I love Matt Grizzlick. I never have said that he's an elite defenseman. I've said he's a, t- a legit top four defenseman. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's what I meant. I yeah. Okay. Might have, okay. I might. Have, I, I think we can both find tweets from both of us. who are like, Matt Grizzlick is elite. I'm pretty sure those <laughs> tweets are out there. They're yeah. out there. Yeah, right. Right. After <laughs> I'm. After he made an, a gr- great skating play or something like that. Like, see, see, you know, one of those things. I think it's still Grizz. I think I still put him in, though. I, I agree. I agree. He, more upside. But, yeah. but, but, man, oh, man. He is playing like there is a bomb next to him. <laughs> and he is panicking everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm Cassidy, this is what I do. We show up to the ice, like show up to the rink on on what day is it? Wednesday, Thursday morning, Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. And I literally just go off of who has the better attitude in the morning. I'm That's literally going to go like off that. of who's got the vibes. Yep. <laughs> Head empty, only vibes. Yep. Seriously, like if Grizz walks in and you can tell that this is a guy who's had a rough series and mentally he's like, I just I'm getting fucked. I'm not putting that guy in a game. Question. I hate this. So I'm going to, but I'm, so I'm going to not a question. <laughs> no, <laughs> God, I hate this, but I'm going to bring it to you too. I'm going to say no, but I want to hear what you guys think. What do you guys think of an 11, seven alignment? <sighs> See, that's a thinker, isn't it? With the Lindholm situation. And with how our offense can't fucking score anyway, I don't know, man. Maybe it's worth talking about. I, I'm leaning no, but it's closer than I thought it would be. Thomas, uh, there's two sides to it. One with the Lindholm situation, you need at least seven on the mm. ice because if he doesn't play the whole game, we have six. If anything else happens, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that is we're already shuffling the fuck out of the offensive lines. Minutes are going to be up for grabs if we're halfway through this game tonight and potentially in a, another couple of days for a game seven. Minutes are going to be up for grabs and we're going to see a lot of shuffled shit continuously. So I'm not completely against it, but I think I'm I'm too gun shy with Lynn Holm not knowing if he's 100 mm-hmm. percent. So you wouldn't do it. So you wouldn't. do No, it I'm, I would say no. And yeah, I, I hate this as well. I hate that question. Yeah. Well, I hate it because whenever, because you guys remember the the lightning series where John Cooper did it and Bruce Cassidy's response to that was to do it as well. And Cooper fucking destroyed him. Yeah. It's, so. I don't, I'm not a fan of it ever. No. But in this yeah, situation, me neither. Me neither. In this situation, I'm, I'm even less of a fan of it just because it just, it terrifies me. I think it's a situation that you only use in dire emergencies, like, like 30 minutes before the game. Yeah somebody's fucking puking their guts out. Yep. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. I, I definitely see the argument for it. I think that reads more as a panic move mm-hmm. than anything. And I, I don't yep. like it. You yeah. just, just take Felino out of the lineup. we know the answer to two plus two is four, but we can't write the four. Yeah. We just can't write it. Ah, I hate everything, but I'm still so confident in this team. We we have the the knowledge, the experience. Marshand is going to play like a bat out of hell. Bergeron's going to lead this team. Like 
Taylor Hall's going to shoot the puck once. And it's going to go in the Please, it's gonna shoot, so good. shoot the puck. This, this series really isn't over. And I feel like we're, we have Doomer vibes. I really do feel like that. And I don't enjoy that. You know me, unrelented optimism. Us? Us in general? or Just us in general. It just it feels tense. But it has to be tense. Yeah. Because that's, that's the stage we are in. Sure. Backs have been against the wall before, and they've done all right. So, no. For yeah. that for that reason, there's some optimism. If this game was on the road right now, and we were backs against the wall, I would feel probably. You want to talk about tense? tense. Am, you want to talk about tense? Yeah. This entire episode will be uh, done through gritted teeth. Yeah. Go bees. Speaking <laughs> speaking of tense, did you guys happen to catch McAvoy's uh, press conference? Don't fucking ask me about protocol. Next question. And the first fucking question is about protocol. Idiots. What do you, what do you think of that? About just about him not being a little bit more forthcoming up to him. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't really think of it other than the fact that the media, the media just being vultures. He literally said, I don't want to talk about it. If you guys want to talk about the game, I'm all for it. The first question, I don't even know who asked it. Probably Kevin Paul Dupont or something knowing him. The first question out of somebody's mouth was COVID. And he's like, it, yeah. <laughs> it reads suspicious as fuck. Yeah. And I was on, that's what I didn't like about it. I was on the Canes Reddit. Uh, just that for sounds like things. a fucking shitscape. It's not, it's <laughs> not good. But look, let's be honest. Any team's Reddit is not a very great. It's not a great look all the time. And uh, Bruins Reddit are those, a bunch of angels. What are you talking about? <laughs> those of you on the Bruins Reddit who share this, fucking, we see that. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for when you share it. Uh, I will say, they really thought we cheated with the league to make sure McAvoy could play. <laughs> Do you think? So, wait, whoa, whoa. Uh, Thomas and Ian, are you guys reading that as something cagey? It sounds cagey. It's not. I assume it is this man was sick. He had a positive. He had a whirlwind couple of days and he doesn't fucking know. I assume he doesn't know how to answer any of the questions because the protocol changed and he does not know what the new protocols are. Because they said, I saw all sorts of stuff, one positive, then a negative, and then another negative means it's not a full five days. Mm -hmm. Uh, He potentially could have been could have had it longer. So the five days was already met because he told them when symptoms started. Like I saw negatives in a 24 hour span, I thought was the, was the parameter. Right. But what I'm saying is you see so many people related to the league in some way or another, talk about what could have been the reason he could play. And at a certain point, you just stand there and go, I don't know, man, I had a couple negative tests. They let me play. Like, I don't want to answer this shit. Like, I I don't know. I think that's kind of what, what it probably okay. was. Uh, the fact that he was just, I thought you guys were going to go conspiracy theory on no, this. And I was like, Oh, no, okay. All right. But, it's, but, it's not that that, but I, I that, exactly. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. It's, if, if the way it was handled makes it look a little bit sketchy, I'm, I'm for that. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that's probably the case. It, it didn't look right. The optics weren't great, but at the same time, you're frustrated because you didn't want to miss time. Maybe it was a situation where he said he had symptoms, tested negative. They still held him out because of symptoms and shit. Like a couple of weeks ago when Grace had COVID, I had the exact same symptoms. I tested negative twice. Hmm. I don't fucking understand any of this. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, my fever went up and down for a couple of days. I was worn out. I tested negative at the doctors at home, like everything, but she tested positive twice. Mm -hmm. How the fuck does that work? This, none of this makes sense. And if you, if, if we want to pretend that the NHL has a great grasp on any of this, <laughs> delusion. the NHL having a great grasp on anything. Good yes. joke. So I guarantee any answer he would have given, given Jesus, any answer English he would have given nice. would have also sounded conspiracy related, right? People would have twisted it. People would have made it out to be. Whatever. Well, they were talking about, well, why are you wearing a mask? Because he's being fucking polite. He's being yeah. respectful because whether he had COVID or not, he was just sick. He's around all his teammates in the fucking playoffs. Don't get anybody else sick, asshole. That's yeah. what he's doing. I saw posts about if he gets the cane sick and ruins our run. And I'm like, hold on. You haven't finished the series yet, assholes. Yeah. If we're down in either game six or seven, full permission for him to just skate around and spit in everybody's mouths. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not everybody. Just get Brenda real Morris. close to Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't believe in it. So. <laughs> Take uh, a shot, Tony. Take a shot. What, what else do we have? Uh, <laughs> what else do we have tonight? Uh, we have, let's see, we have the chirp line. We should, we should probably jump into that. We got a couple of voicemails. I pulled a couple out. Uh, I let's love go when ahead you pull and this out, Thomas. Let's, uh, I'm going to whip this out. All right, slap it on the table. It's significant, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please All don't right. say that you're whipping it out, Thomas. <laughs> uh, our first voicemail comes from Luke Lightning. His Twitter is at BlackBears1YT. And he's got a two-part question that I'm going to uh, edit in here. I wouldn't say Grizzlick is not an NHL player. When is it going to be addressed, the fact that he seems to struggle when we hit the postseason? Like, regular season, Grizzlick is pretty damn good. But I noticed this the Islander series last year, specifically, or the game six that we got eliminated, um, Grizzlick was probably the worst player on the ice for us. You know, struggled again today. You know, it almost seems to be, you know, a consistent thing that when we hit the playoffs, he hasn't played his best hockey. Not saying he's an NHL player and not that he isn't good, but when is it something that you address as a team that needs to step it up in the postseason? Secondly, we have to start playing Carolina better in Carolina. Specifically, we got to play them more like we play in Boston. You know, Cassidy's mentioned it, you know, multiple times throughout his post-game interviews that every time he's gone to Carolina, he's felt like we've been the better team the first seven, eight minutes of the game. He said that, you know, that's not how we necessarily felt when we played in Boston. I think we play a bit better of a defensive game starting out in Boston, and we're not as much all-in attack. Like, I think it's almost like a waiting for the second period type of thing when we're at Boston. How do we transfer that style of play to going in Carolina? Because you have to win game six now, and then you have to win in Carolina. All right, so guys, we kind of already touched on the Grizzly thing. Do, do you have anything more to add? I think it's a great question. I, th I think it's important to point out postseason I think you play. have to ask it, yep. And at a certain point, you got to go, and I hated this when we signed Lindholm because I thought it was a little premature. But you do look at your your defense and goes, well, is Grizz a long-term guy here? Mm -hmm. That was a big conversation when that trade happened. And I'm not ready to say no because I really like Grizz. Same. 
but that this is two years of heavy evidence and you do have to have that conversation and i guarantee that front office is having the conversation i say you would keep him as long as it's a contract that you think is manageable as soon as the big money kind of move you uh, unless he's proved us otherwise at that point you don't even think twice it's a crude decision at that point yeah. no sacred cows though no sacred cows if it's a manageable contract a tradable one yeah it not? is his contract is tradable i'm a yeah. huge grizz fan i love how he plays the game if you can get a good return for matt grizzly and your three guys that you are potentially thinking about moving uh, about moving at that point are going to be matt grizzly mike riley and derek forward out of those three who do you think is going to get the best return uh, okay grizz clearly yeah there you go yeah Love is Matt it weird Grizzly? that you said that? And I went, well, you got to keep Forbort. I, I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> Forbort's had a great series, man. He has. Talk about a playoff difference. I just, yeah. yes, great question. I like yeah. that question. Yeah. I well, don't about like this? that question, but it, what I like it. What about the second part of his question? Because that's something that we kind of didn't touch on entirely uh, mm-hmm. so far in this episode. What can we do to counteract what Carolina is giving us in Carolina? I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, that's a fucking tough question. That's unfortunately, well, if if Cassidy can't figure that shit out in game four or excuse me, game five, there's there has to be some sort of maneuvering that they can do to well, at least limit their problems there. Well, did you just catch a fly? Ian? Yeah, that was impressive. Thank you. It's also sad that I have flies in my room, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the what is the issue here in in carolina it's 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 pretty easy it's easy it's easy to decipher it's hard to fix it's matchups it's brindamore is sending out the stall line and doing hard matchups how do you counteract that uh (laughs) i got this guys do you yeah here's what you do you take Marshand and you put him on a line with Howla and Pasternak and Bergeron just gets Hall and he gets fucking DeBrusque. And Brindamore's head will explode. He's like, wait, how important is Bergeron? Do I still go stall versus Bergeron line? Or now do I have to move it? Can Bergeron with those two guys take on the Aho line? You do something fucking drastic. I'm that's joking. That's, Don't fucking do that. <laughs> that's that's not the worst idea. I wouldn't fucking do it. I would not. No, but because you're going to expose wor- Bergeron, honestly. In that exactly. But that's not the worst idea. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a panic maneuver right there. Are and we, we down, just yelled at Cassidy down, for panicking. Yeah. Are we no. down 3 nothing with 25 minutes to go? Maybe something like that. Maybe not in that exact way, but maybe something like that does happen. Yeah. The real answer here and it's frustrating to say is you have to find a way to get the second line or the third line doing something offensively taylor hall is a minus seven in this series that is the that is the key which is crazy because he has seemed like one of the most energetic guys but that second line is getting crushed by the aho line when the stall line gets to match up with bergeron Mm -hmm. aho and Sveshnikov and jarvis are fucking annihilating the hollow line they are they are 
you need to find scoring down the lineup. It has to, you have to win one matchup. Find one matchup you can win, exploit it. I don't know if it's changing where your offensive starts are, or you're sorry, where your where your shifts start. Are you now all of a sudden trying to focus more on getting the third line offensive face-offs? I don't know. But you have to start looking at a matchup that is not Bergeron versus Stahl, because that right now is gonna be a wash. There's not much you can do there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Luke, thank you so much for the call. Um, happy to happy to get that on the air for you. Uh, we do have, you know, I, I'm going to go with one more call here. Uh, awesome Twitter guy uh, that interacts with us, Zach Taranko. He's got a question as well, so let's go ahead and go there. One of my faves. Hi, my name is uh, Zach Taranko, and I have a couple of questions for you guys for the podcast uh, to, that you guys are recording tonight. So my first question is, is uh, what are your guys' thoughts on how home ice advantage has played a factor in the Bruins and Kane series? And my second question is, if the Bruins were to win game six uh, to tomorrow and force a game seven in Carolina, do you guys truly believe that the Bruins could win? And if so, what do they have to change in their game plan to do to win? Pretty similar questions there. Yeah, those are, yeah, those are very, those are very similar, but outside of changing your matchups, let's kind of change that up a little bit. Like, do you see anything in how, what Carolina is doing that the Bruins could take advantage of? There might be, there's one thing that I can think of. Let's hear it. Their breakouts aren't that crisp. They're really good at getting the puck deep. Tape to tape, they haven't been that great. But the thing is, is that when they break the puck out, there's always layers. Mm-hmm. that are coming to support them. Yeah. Can you mitigate those layers without committing an interference penalty? Well, that's one of the things also that I think ties into Zach's question about home, home ice advantage. Those changes have been way better for the home team in every single game we've seen in this series. How many times in game five did we see the Bruins get it into the zone, penetrate the zone, and there's no reinforcements behind them because they're in the middle of a fucking change. Mm-hmm. And then they're turning over the puck and it's going the other way. Yes. Over and over again, like you literally half the time we got somewhat of a clean zone entry. The team took that as an opportunity to fucking switch. Yeah. Yeah. I believe the Bruins can win a game seven. A hundred percent. I truly believe that they can do that. Otherwise, why are we fucking even talking about it? Yeah. It's going to take a close game. That is a no whistle kind of game that the referees cannot do the home ice advantage for them. They have to just put them away. So I'm not sure if we're going to get that. And it has to be a game that comes down to one good bounce. It has to be a one goal game. 24, five and five in one goal games this year. Not a bad record. Mm -mm. No, not at all. We need a game that is a one goal game. Mm -hmm. We can't let a game get away from us. I don't care if we're down by one going into the third. That's a winnable game. No. It just can't be decided by the second period, which is what Carolina has been doing at home. Mm-hmm. As I, I hate that I don't have more strategy stuff with this. Score first. How about that? How about score that? Actually, score no, more. Go, go the whole series. Never score first. It'll be hilarious. That would be akin. That would be akin to winning a playoff series without getting a power play goal. Hi, yeah. 2011. Yeah. <laughs> This is team. It's people keep bringing up 2011. It's just not the same. It's not even no. close to the same. 
It's a different Ty, game. No, that's been Ty Anderson's yeah. copium right now. Yeah, that's, I mean, we were all taking a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree with you, Ian. I don't even know if this team makes the playoffs in 2011. <laughs> well, considering, can, I mean, <laughs> considering Pasternak at that point is 15 years old. No, I'm talking about like just from a talent and in the way that they play the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's only been a decade, but the sport has it, it does feel a lot different. It's evolved. Yeah, hockey has evolved in some ways negatively and in some ways positively. Yep, I'll agree with that. Yeah, we should Maybe. just be running around just fucking hitting everybody. You should be able to bleed anywhere. By the way, this goes for everybody. I see it every now and again, and uh, people have been good about me being like, "Don't fucking do that," and they were like, "I'm joking." I'm like, "All right, good, you're joking." The jokes that I don't find funny is fuck it, injure people. Yeah. I don't find that funny. funny. That's yeah. never going to be funny to me. And again, I've, I, I don't even think some, some of the people that say that aren't joking. That's the problem. So that's, that's what bothers me. Yeah. This is what I told. There's one particular guy who just said it in the discord and he was completely joking. I, I messaged him being like, I think you're joking, but like, fuck off with that. And he was like, no, nah, I'm just joking. I'm like, all right, we're good. Yeah. But like that shit is just not, it's just not funny. Mm-hmm. And it's just not funny because we have seen great players, our favorite guys that we just adore and support have careers ended, have had lives changed from yeah. this stuff. Career short, yeah. Just speaking into the universe. It's just not fun and not fun. No. No. So I don't know why I felt like the need to say that, but I've no, I, 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 I completely no. agree. But are you saying that McAvoy shouldn't start spitting in people's mouths? I mean, is that, is that what that's saying? a, that's a it's not an injury <laughs> unless there's something going on with McAvoy internally that I don't know about. Like, it's not a big deal. Uh, it's gross, but it's not worse than Marchand licking. Have you ever, like, have you ever thought about licking another guy while you guys have been playing hockey for 40 minutes each? Like licking another man. I mean, I'm going to take a hard pass. But I'm not answering that question with the fact that your heart is present. weird about it, though. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is it would be hilarious if if Carolina makes this deep run and Jarvis misses an entire series because of chlamydia or something like that. Because <laughs> Mac- Mac- McAvoy, we're down five nothing, and McAvoy just whips it out and just pees on him. <laughs> there McAvoy, is no more pee on anyone. No wonder he didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for the questions, by the way. Um, yes. Thank you so much for participating. Anybody who called, make sure you call again. That line's always going to be open. We're especially going to use it a, a good amount during the summer. Uh, be a little bit oh, more interactive shit. with you guys. But uh, we're still a while away from that because we're going to win the next two fucking games. And the next episode is going to be talking about the second round matchup. Let's yeah. fucking go. You yes. Guys, you guys keep forgetting that we need to breast trade value to go up while he raises the cup. So, like, we have to win next two. Yeah. We've, we've got a long road to Our go. hands are tied. Let's fucking get this. Yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no choice, really. We just <laughs> yeah. have to we just, just have win, to win, baby. Just, yeah. nope. Any closing thoughts, Andrew? Uh, let's fucking go. Let's Terrific. fucking go. That's it. Said, said like a true intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do words good, yes. <laughs> Ian, what you got? Man, I just so appreciate all the people that have been continuing to have positive vibes. It's it's been a hard it's been a hard series. It's easy to get down and bummed mm-hmm. out. And yeah, dude, we've all had our moments of like fuck. Yep. But the positive vibes are what you need. Yep. And uh it's greatly appreciated to everybody. You know who I'm talking about. Alcohol helps as well, so Alcohol Oh yes, a river. Helps. A river. Yep. But Speaking shout out to our sober bros too. So you know yep. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. I don't I don't know if I know any, but 
<laughs> if you're out there, thank you for listening. As always, please like, rate, Nobody subscribe. Nobody sober is listening to this <laughs> podcast. Uh, maybe, no, not, maybe not with the way that the last game went. But, no, that's uh, fair. That's a good but if, if you are listening, please leave us a, a good review. Jump on our Twitter. Make sure you're following at ShortShiftPod, uh, at JustYouKnowWhy, at BruinsLow, the whole crew. On the ShortShiftPod Twitter handle, make sure you're hitting that link. You can find uh, Ian's YouTube channel, which is fucking hilarious and extremely insightful especially if you want reviews after every fucking game i don't know how he does it because he's an animal he is an animal and i would probably be served to divorce papers if if i tried to pull that off so hats <laughs> off to him it's an excellent fucking channel uh we've got merch up if you click that link you'll see our short shift pod store grab yourselves a t-shirt or something anything helps boys I'm nervous as fuck, but I'm ready for tonight. I'm not Let's ready for bees. this to end. Let's go, bees. Let's go, bees. You gotta believe. Let's go, bees. Later, boys.